When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. You know, as we search for topics to cover on Liberty and the Law each month, um, we keep our eyes and ears focused on recent news stories dealing with criminal law, uh, maybe the court systems and uh, constitutional challenges. Today we'll use uh, recent headlines in uh, one area to launch a discussion uh, on a broader area of criminal defense. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and it's my pleasure to be back with you for another episode of this podcast. As always, uh, I'll be joined by Lavelle Law criminal defense attorney James Dore. Uh, James relies on uh, his more than two decades of experience as an attorney uh, to share with us insights on, on some of these current stories in the area, and uh, we've got a good one today. So, uh, James, good afternoon. This is uh, This is going to be interesting. Hey, thank you, Jim. Good afternoon. And, uh, yeah, I agree. This is an interesting – it's new territory, so – we uh, we get to explore something new uh, for both of us here. Well, let's let's uh, let everyone else in on it. Now, there's been a lot of news here in Illinois in recent weeks as the state legislature recently produced a bill that would make the possession of small amounts of marijuana legal. Um, so we'll use that as our starting point for today. And you know, I, I wonder as as possession becomes legal, um, I think the law. You can correct me here. The law indicates that if people have a record for possession may now have the possibility of having kind of that that record cleared well yeah that's one of the interesting aspects of this is not only does it it, 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 uh, legalize uh, usage going forward but it addresses uh, people who have convictions on their record for possessions of small amounts of cannabis uh, in the past and allows a a remedy um, for those people in that they are entitled to an expungement according to the act that was passed and, and that was the term we're going to focus on today, and, and this bill allows us to do it in great detail and with some specifics. But when you, when you say expungement, from a legal term, what, what exactly does that mean? Okay. Expungement, the exact language is expungement means to physically destroy the records or return them to the petitioner. So they'll either, uh, the police department, their, their uh, file that they have, they either destroy it or they return it to the petitioner. And that could include mug shots and fingerprints and whatever other reports that they have. Um, and the petitioner's name is removed from the official record. It's, it's actually ordered to be obliterated from the official record. So the name is, is deleted from uh, circuit clerk's computer terminals, from any kind of information that you can look up. And then the court file itself is actually impounded. So um, really limits how you can get it information once an expungement has been ordered by, by a judge, uh, or in this case, um, the remedy is being uh, um, mandated by law to address past Convictions, and this is going to be no small task when when you look at this, the sheer volume of of uh, cases that have involved marijuana possession over you know however many years here in Illinois. Um, this isn't going to be flipping the light switch to just make all this happen now, is it? Well, that's what's fun about this because there's so many of these cases <laughs> out there, but they they don't 
you know, they just kind of, it's it's all at one time because they are mandating by this act. They they are saying the state police and the, and the other police and, and agencies out there they shall automatically expunge. That's the language. You, so that's mm-hmm. very explicit mandatory language on the part of the legislature. It says all criminal, his, all criminal history records of an arrest. So small amounts of cannabis, which they've said is you know, 30 grams or less, uh, or less than 30 grams, um, it's going to be automatically expunged. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because, like you said, Jim, there was a lot of numbers we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And and the the word automatically, which I know you latched onto there, uh, and I, I don't want to you know dive too deep into the various uh, county court systems or other jurisdictions around here, but not not everything is automated to that extent that that this can just be done automatically as as the bill calls for. Is that right? It's not quite the hitting the delete button that you would imagine, you know, because yeah. some some courts, uh, some circuit courts are slower to computerize all of their records some of these records are old so as as these computer as these clerks offices are modernizing they're going the most recent data first and mm-hmm. then going back in time so you know it, it, it's a funny thing about this law or an interesting thing about this law jim is they do have some timing provisions on this automatic expungement so that they're oh, the, right. the state you know the police departments are given you know, depending on the age of the case you're giving more time, so the older cases are giving a little more time to address than the most recent cases. So they have kind of a, a three-tiered system, um, and when they should be expunged by. So uh, on this on this first category, the most recent ones, it, it would be uh, 2013 or sooner. Um, they have until 2021 to automatically expunge those records. So you can see there's there's some some wait period even on the the first ones that are on this list to be expunged according to the mandate here um still gives them a little bit of time which is reasonable um mm-hmm. and i and there's a provision here also jim that can help our clients in that um it doesn't it doesn't take away rights that petitioners automated that they had prior to this law so the expungement statutes on the book if we could file one say somebody had received a, a sentence for court supervision on a previous which would have been eligible for a, a um expungement we can still go ahead and file that so we don't have to wait for this automatic but it is interesting that on top of our individual rights that you would have had they're expanding this and um so it's it's, it's something to keep in mind for our for our listeners that you know they they shouldn't necessarily wait to see if this is automatically done they may want to look on their own and verify and there's a uh, methodology built into this uh, statute as well for checking on that but they want to maybe take initiative themselves to file the petition if they don't want to wait that long. So let's take a little broader view because you mentioned the, the petition process. And uh, aside from this particular bill's calling for an automatic expungement, take us through the scenario for just, you know, average person who may have something on their record. What what does um, trying to get something expunged entail in, in terms of uh, what they might have to do to, to work through the process? Sure. Sure. Well, as you can imagine, there's, there's statutes involved that we have to comply with um, that outline uh, the procedures and the, kind of the standards that the judges will follow. So first, the statutes, they determine what's eligible for an expungement. So certain things would be generally eligible. Um, things that are uh, cases that have not been uh, had convictions entered, so either cases that were dismissed 
or deferred prosecutions, which we discussed before, or court supervision. Things like that are not convictions, and they would be eligible for expungement uh, at the misdemeanor level. Uh, um, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. timing can be different so, so, uh, depending on the case. Yeah. But so the mechanism is you file a petition to expunge in the circuit court. Um, once that petition gets filed, the state's attorney's office, the Illinois State Police, and any other arresting agency would have a right to review our petition and file an objection with the circuit court if they so desire. And they have 60 days to go ahead and file that, that objection. And right. I want to kind of walk through that a little bit, but just let me touch base with everyone here that we're, we're talking to Attorney James Dora, Lavelle Law, and we're, we're looking at not only the new, case, uh, new law here in Illinois uh, dealing with uh, marijuana possession, but um, taking a broader look at expungement. And uh, great conversations whenever James is here. And we, we've been doing liberty in the law for, boy, going on three years now. Each, each month we cover a different legal concept and a uh, specific case perhaps from a court system. And the great thing is all of these discussions are archived. You can find them at lavellelaw.com. Uh, if you go to James' profile page, they will all be there, as well as Blog Talk Radio, uh, even on iTunes, you can download them. Um, so when, when you're talking about this, and I want to get back to the process, but maybe I overlooked it at the beginning. Tell me why someone would want to go through this. Naturally, you don't want a criminal record, but there are probably very specific instances in which this might make a difference to someone to, to go through the expungement process. And what might those conditions be? All right. And the reason that it allows, uh, the legislature allows this, it allows people to have a clean start. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, it's you know, consistent with the concept of forgiveness. So somebody has, has you know, paid their debt, whatever it is, for, for the, the offense that they committed, this legislature has determined that small offenses and, and you know, minor offenses should not hold people back in employment um, and just uh, other things. Like there's professional certifications that this can hold back, uh, but employment would be one of the biggest ones. Uh, school, uh, admission to a university, sometimes a, a conviction or a criminal arrest can um, be held against an applicant there. Um, and sometimes people just do not want to have a, a criminal record. They wanted that that um, the the feeling of having uh, a criminal free uh, record there. Mm-hmm. So I so some people it's just a matter of I don't want this conviction out there or I don't want this this record of existing. So you know, it yeah. usually comes down to employment or school or one of the or some of the most common. But I've, I've seen people who just did not want. Uh, the offense on the record, and sometimes people have actually been proven to be innocent, which is another reason you'd want this available. So you don't have a record out there on somebody's uh, somebody having a criminal record where they've been found, you know, subsequently found uh, innocent of a charge. Yeah, and there's been certainly a number of cases like that in in this area as well. Um, so when you're talking about the process, and you you mentioned filing the petition, um, state agencies, right. different uh, law enforcement groups have 60 days. What what happens if nobody objects? What what happens next? Right. Well, if there's no objection, uh, many times the the judge will review the petition. Um, if it seems like it's in order and there's no objection on file, and the judge has no objection, the judge has the discretion to just grant the order, sign the order, and send make sure the clerk's office sends that to the petitioner. So sometimes these can be granted by mail. Um, but if there's an objection on, uh, on file by the state's attorney or the, one of the police agencies, or if the judge just simply wants to look somebody in the eye before they sign that order, they'll set a court date where we have a hearing 
and a judge would do uh, you know, an inquiry into whether somebody is a good candidate for expungement or not. And so if, if one of those law enforcement agencies does raise an objection, that's not an immediate red light. It then, it then warrants a hearing in, in which everyone would have to kind of present their case on this. Right, right. And, uh, now, and at that point, the petitioner, we have the burden going forward. And this, this is not, you know, normally expungements are not automatic. So that's why some of that language in the, in the, in the new act is, is, is different because it's just shelved. It's automatic. Where here, the judges still retain that uh, discretion on whether or not to grant the, the petition. So they will do an inquiry. They will place a petitioner under oath and ask several questions because they have to determine whether or not the petitioner's interest in being free from that criminal record outweighs society's interest, the public's interest, in, in being warned and having that record maintained. So that's what the judge has to determine. And I've heard you use the term, and if I have this right, it was eligible but not entitled. And is that, is that sort of what you're saying here in terms of um, the overall interest of, of the public as opposed to just what the, uh, the petitioner might Right, 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 exactly. There's still a judge here involved, and there's still discretion, and there's still a, a judge trying, uh, desiring to protect the public. So most expungements are not automatic. They are discretionary. Um, you know, some are easier than others, but um, you know, it, it's not a matter of right. It's, it's, it, it, there is a, a review process, and the judge has discretion. So um, it's, I think it's incumbent upon the petitioner to be prepared for those hearings and to put your best foot forward. You know, you want to make sure the judge is is ensured that you will not be um, back in another court of law ever again. Mm -hmm. So you want to put the positive aspects out there. So ideally we have a petitioner trying to improve their life. They're trying to go to school or get uh, improve their employment. So you, you focus on the things they've done well, all right? Since the arrest, this person has gotten this degree, achieved this, this, this training, has done X, Y, Z, and he, he will be a productive member of society. So, Judge, we're asking you to you know, lift this, uh, to grant this petition so this, so this uh, you know, petitioner has more employed, uh, employable prospects or whatever. You know, that's, that's what we're trying mm -hmm. to, to get the judge to, to, to feel um, free that this petitioner will not be uh, violating the law in the future. I've got about 30 seconds before I let you go, but, uh, you know, I don't want to <clears throat> swarm you with, with uh, calls, but we always mention 847-705-7555 or lavellelaw.com. But you mentioned earlier, you know, so many cases out there, people need to be aware now if this in, uh, involves them. Should should people be reaching out to to an attorney to help them make sure things are getting done or, as you said, to maybe just accelerate it and, and, and do their own petition? Is there any, any good steps for someone who might be in this situation right now? I tell you, I would be happy to discuss any of this with, with somebody because there's so many ins and outs in expungement law and these new statutes. Um, everybody's case is different, and I'd be happy to talk to anybody about you know, what is my best option for getting this removed from my record, if possible. Excellent. Uh, James Dore, as always, uh, thank you for being with us. We uh, enjoy these conversations on liberty and the law, and uh, hit lavellelaw.com for any of our past conversations. We'll talk to you again soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.